What is up, Podheads? Back with another episode of the Podio Slip Podcast. My name is Tony. I am joined by Anthony. Hello, hello. And the homie Sean. Yeah. Sean Robbins, photographer extraordinaire. What's up? Is back. What's up, man? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. You're a three-peat guest. This is like the Bulls' third championship. Like, it's, it's expected. <laughs> you know there's going to be more, too. You know, yeah, yeah, you'll be yeah. back. Exactly. Yeah. Might as well just, like, strap in. We, we like having you. You fit right in seamlessly. Uh, we've had you a couple times this year and uh, seen you at shows, obviously hung out at shows. And, you know, it's one of it's one of those things like music, bringing people together. This is this is certainly a situation for us with you. So we're happy to have you back. It's it's rare where you find a, a group of people that you can just kind of nerd out over this stuff over. So when that happens, it's like, yeah, embrace it. So we're, we're recording a little inside baseball, what, early December. And this is our annual year in review so how many i was thinking tone did we do this in 2020 we did so this is the fourth the fourth annual year in review episode the 2020 episode's like an hour and 45 minutes long too <laughs> that that Super was long. The, that was the funny thing about i would say when did the long like marathon episodes ramp down 2021 2021 yeah and i think it was just editing like what are we doing i think we, we i think we both it's a decided, giant edit. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work to edit it and uh, to edit it well and have it sound good. It took us a little time. So we let's stop doing an hour and 40 minutes. So let's cut it back to about an hour. And we have all the metrics, too. Like, we can tell when people start dying off. And I know as I mean, there's some there's some podcasts that I listen to that I'll take two hours all day. There's others where an hour is plenty. And I think we're probably in the in the latter of that game. Unless we have Sean on, we want to go two hours. So maybe maybe that happens tonight. We don't know. Do who knows? People want might want to hear me for two hours. Uh, <laughs> I have a few people who would want to do that. <laughs> but well, we do because this is the third time. So <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll take it. So in year in review fashion, I prepared a few things, a couple stats. Let's start off before I get to the stats. I'm gonna hit you guys with every band we had on this year on the podcast this year oh, and it's wow. going to be it's going to be rapid fire i'll start with band then i'll get to like individuals or label owners so we had koyo half me trawl august burns red taproot incendiary currents plain white teas buck cherry nevermind as friends rust movements the movie life the sleeping teenage wrist grove street some 41 with honor taking back sunday Knuckle puck slash home safe, youth fountain, calling hours slash far side, dying wish, and spite house. And then we're, we peppered in Brian McTurnan, the producer. We peppered in Holiday Kirk of uh, New Metal Agenda, Craziest Moments in New Metal History, Chris Wren of Bridge Nine, Casey of uh, Iodine Records. I think that's it. And Scott Lee, Scott Lee, founder of oh, New yeah. England Metal and Hardcore Festival. We did that. All that stuff. I think it's our I think it's our best year as far as bands go. Sean, you're an unbiased, unbiased uh, observer here. Is this our best year ever? Innocent bystander. <laughs> what do you think? I think you guys did fantastic. Knocked it out of the park. 2023 best year in the books for Patio Slave. Right, I like that's, that. That's how, that's how I I see it right there. I appreciate the pandering. That, that's that's uh, nice of you. <laughs> I mean, I want to be on a fourth time, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like 2022 had some, like that was Anthrax and Seven Dust and like Hatebreed and, you know, heavy, heavy hitters. But I would put 
our Q4 as the best quarter we've had in terms of like guests and just a run. Because this year we did we did pivot to more, especially in like the latter half, we pivoted to more interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, le- yeah. and less like segments or like music topics. Very true. We had a lot of, I mean, the Q4 was wild. And it's, we've said it all year, the, the fact that we get to do this every week. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, get to talk to people uh, in that world. It's, man, I, I'm not trading it. I want to keep doing it and we'll keep coming back doing more of this stuff in, in 2024 and we've already got some stuff on the you know percolating behind the scenes you never know it's coming can you guys share what your most listened to podcast of the year was yes that's wow the segway sean is the new segway king it used to be nate then it was we me one. yeah and then, and then it was tone and i think it was back to me uh the most listened to by a lot was the first episode of the year it was episode 147 which was 20 years of Thrice's The Artist in the, in the Ambulance with the producer of the album, Brian McTernan. Oh, wow. Great. That one, a lot of, a lot of people shared it. It was on um, Chorus FM. Jason Tate picked it up. Yep. He, that certainly helped. But that's a special record that resonated with a lot of people. And I'm throwing it out there. I can't confirm this, but we think that we inspired the band to do their podcast on the album because it like two, three months later after Brian was on with us, there comes a series of podcasts that the mm-hmm. band did and they invited Brian on too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. If it is, I mean, that's a resume builder right there. We inspired a band to do something. <laughs> <laughs> or gave him, you know, just planted the seed, even if we didn't mean to, you know, <laughs> adjacently. Yeah. Brian was awesome. Brian been on twice this year. I'm, I know at some point we'll probably, knock on that door again because he's had his hands in a lot of amazing records so so that was most listened to a couple other factoids to hit you with we produced 2600 minutes of content created this year so that's an episode every week and then we peppered in some what we called in real time episodes which are just kind of quick hitter mini episodes uh, we would drop on fridays we probably did maybe a half dozen of those if this year i liked those but they they became tough to do just with time and, and putting the big episode out every week, wanting that to be good. Uh, it wasn't always easy to also throw another visual together, another 15 minutes of content together. And mm-hmm. it was good when bands got back together. Cause it was like, all right, let's talk about Metallica's going on tour records coming out. Let's talk about Pantera getting back together. That was easy, but uh, not always, didn't always work. And the last stat is according to Spotify and they're wrapped for podcasts. So as a pod, as a podcast, you get a wrapped summary as well. We had a 48% increase in listenership on Spotify. It doesn't give you all the details, but I think it's from 2022 to 2023. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that, but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, like we, we know the list, we know the metrics across all platforms, but maybe Spotify is just pandering to us. They're like, stay on platform. You guys guys are awesome. It's still going up guys. Keep it up. Yeah. Keep giving us money. Yeah. Uh, other factoids: still no ads. This is an ad-free experience. So <laughs> we did one you... ad this year. We did one. Oh, ad we this did. Year. We did. We did. But like, we would have done that anyway. Ad-free experience. We do have. It's not a Patreon, but it's through Spotify. I think you can throw a subscription at us. Uh, Ninety-nine cents, four ninety-nine a month, or whatever. Uh, a few have done it. If you've done it, we appreciate that. But yeah, that's the summary. I- I'm impressed. Like, if you. 
Tone, if you told me that when we started this, that three years in, that would be the resume for the year, I'd be like, wow, all right, I'm in. I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't have believed it at all. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm, I'm in. And so, Sean, you can probably resonate with this. You're the moderator of the New Metal Reddit. Like, you're pulling in huge guests. Like, you, if someone told you three years in that the names that you'd pull in, you'd be surprised, I would assume, right? Oh, 100%, especially from, like, acts that, like, I think at the time when we started, like, really kind of ramping up the subreddit, it was still kind of a dirty name and a dirty word, New Metal. Right. You know, and not many bands wanted that label. So when I think when we started our first AMA with Kitty, like it being the subreddit, it's literally the first one. That was a kind of a nice like, hey, like you may feel a little ashamed at this label, but like, look at these guys, like people love them. They don't care if they're labeled new metal or whatever. They just like the attention and are willing to give back to the fans. So once I think once that message got across that it's just like it doesn't matter what we're called or what any of this is really called, just as long as like we're gathering a bunch of people who want to have the opportunity to talk to these bands and and then share their love of this music and in one specific place, then then we started getting more people and getting bigger guests. It was just like, all right, I think we got something here and if we just maintain it, then then we're on a good course. And it's been awesome. I mean, that's a place that we have frequented, posted episodes, things to talk about, memes, the whole nine. Like, it's a fun place. It's it's one of the more fun places on Reddit, and that's saying something because there's not a lot of fun places on Reddit. No, it's a it's a very bad place. <laughs> well, it, it's <laughs> that's a perfect example of if you build it, they will come, and if you build something good, they will come. You know what mm. I mean? Because I think when we had you on before, we talked about the growth. And I had predictions. I don't know. We should dial that back. I was like, you're going to be at 50,000 subscri- subscribers <laughs> by X date. Let's dial that back. I got to figure that out. I think a year. Yeah, a year from that episode, which was back in the fall. Where are they at now, Sean? What's it at right now? We crossed 40 Ooh, back in November. I'm in biz. Well, close. I'm on the uh, right track. <laughs> yeah, cross cross 40. So let me look right now. And uh, and we celebrated that with an AMA with Forty Below Summer. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Which makes sense. I love the yeah bi-directional nerdery, as Nate would say. And yeah, yeah, we're at forty-three right now. So, wow, hockey stick growth. Hockey <laughs> stick <laughs> so growth. so Reddit started this new thing now, and I was like, what is this? This is new, and it shows you the ranking in the in the category of subreddit that you're. Oh, I in. saw that. I did see this, and. I think we were we were higher before, but right now we are number sixteen in metal music. Wow, that's and awesome! Show like who's like the top communities, and right now, of course, metalcore is number one, but down at sixteen, which is the new new metal. So it checks right. out. Oh, yeah. it totally is. Yeah, and a less fun place than the new metal subreddit. Honestly, <laughs> I, I've tried tried in there too, and there there are times to post in there as you you know if you've had people on and you want to kind of show the world what you've done, but uh, not not as much fun as the the new metal subreddit. No, I think they take themselves. It's funny because like I think metal became like the metal subreddit came a very like serious and chaotic place, and I can I and the more I started moderating our own subreddit, the our own subreddit, the more I started to sympathize with the moderators of larger subreddits. I'm like, how do you corral the chaos oh, yeah. and I don't the envy content? Anyone that does that. 
that comes in. Like, I don't even know how to do it. Like, I feel, I feel like where we are right now is pretty lucky, like sweet spot area. And we let the community kind of like flag everything. Myself and another moderator are guest mods on the grunge one. And that one's overwhelming. But when once you kind of like strip it down, it's kind of a very simple like subreddit. You don't really need to do much. It's there's only so many grunge bands. Right. But uh, but the metal one like it took itself well really seriously, and then the metal core was like, well, fuck those guys. We're gonna go and do our own thing. And they did theirs, and now they're slowly becoming like, you know, the two face, you know, Batman meme of just kind of like, <laughs> yep, you know, you. you live long enough to see yourself become the villain type of scenario. So now I'm like, how do I, how do I make sure I look myself in the mirror before we get close? <laughs> well, it's just statistics. You put enough people in a room. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> I know. I think, I think, um, I think we're just generally a, an altogether silly genre. And, and so when it gets to like, let's say like a hundred K, you know, because like some of these other ones, like metalcore and hardcore, they're in the you know, three hundred, five hundred k, right? Yeah, metalcore is five hundred, hardcore is one hundred twenty. We're not we're not even that close to any of that. But once you get into that realm, all right, now how do you corral that kind of like mayhem that can come in? You don't know when like a horde of internet trolls can kind of like take over and do whatever they want to do with the, the place. <laughs> right. And that can happen quick when there's that many people in there. That can happen quick and it can happen when you're asleep and you, you know, <laughs> right. Like you can't, you're like plugged in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be the Segway King right now. I, I got a question for you guys. And maybe what we just talked about will be part of your answer here. But as we think about 2023, 2023 was the year of what? And I'm just springing this on you. So while you guys think I'll hit you with mine. For me, it was the year of the comeback and reunion. That was a theme through and through, whether it was albums, tours, one-off shows. It was everyone fucking came out of the woodwork. Like, I was thinking about it. Botch came back. Bane came back. Blink came back. Like, mm -hmm. the only one left, guys, is Oasis. Like, the Gallagher brothers are going to, like, see what happened in 2023 and be like, hey, guys. We're here. Yeah. People have tried to get them, too. Just, it doesn't seem to want to happen. And they're brothers, for fuck's sake. Jesus. Now, you're going to tell me the third Chevelle brother is going to join the band again. Yeah, right. <laughs> Silver chairs back, guys. Ooh, okay, I'm in. I'm in, I'm in for that, especially with the Would way music is back this year. Yeah. But, like, it was the year of the comeback. It was in, I feel like in earlier episodes, we may have predicted this, or, like, the, the proper ingredients happened with the pandemic and, and all that where people could reset and maybe rekindle an old flame. But that's my 2023 was the blank. It was the year of the comeback, the year of the reunion. Yeah, I agree. Big time. Like, I feel like it's also the year of the 20th anniversary. Ooh, is that a, is that a slight on our podcast? Full, full, like, full, like or was that inspired by our podcast? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 20th anniversary, like full, like, album plays you know oh totally i feel like there's other other bands that were you know it wasn't like this wasn't the only year it happened obviously you know previous years glassjaw did theirs like front to back and so on and so forth other bands have done it in the past but the mass amount like look at what's happening with what's that festival now that's 
is it when we were young where they do yeah. they're, they're now yeah. doing all those bands are doing the full album yeah next year yeah and not to cut you off sean but i missed a key band creed creed is back i mean yeah. who would have thought Creed is back Creed's yeah. back Creed is behind you. I can see Scott step behind you in the video. There he is. In, in his Cowboys jersey. No, Hello, it's... my friend. We meet again. All right, I'm done. Oh, man. We'll do like a maybe a 300th episode of like Creed covers or something. I don't know. We have 190 something episodes in. We have a lot of episodes where we or our guests sing. At some point, I will go back through and find it. The karaoke episode. Yeah, make, I like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll call it the karaoke episode. That, that's a good call. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Tone, what was the year? What was this year the year of? Man. Year of the Spider? The full album play, yes. Cold Year of the Spider. Uh, the full <laughs> album play is, is certainly a, a made a stamped itself on the music industry this, this year and, and going forward. The reunions, for sure. New Metal had a massive year. We, we've talked about that in episodes past. It's kind of all of that. I, I think it's the, the year of the grand opening. We're back. Nate, I got to give him credit. He said it to us, I don't know how many times over the course of 21 and 22, that 23 is going to be the year. And he fucking knocked it out of the park. This year was loaded with music, with festivals, with reunions, with genres coming back from the dead. It's a great time to be a music fan. So uh, maybe it's the year of the fan. I like that. And it does check out. I mean bands what's a typical album cycle for a band three years yeah in that world and so for anyone that was gearing up to release an album in 20 2021 probably delayed it yeah it's not coming out till now plant delay uh, vinyl pressing plant delays record label delays whatever like this was it makes sense and then everyone that's the thing is it's a snowball effect you see like how well a botch reunion does and now orchid does it and now all the you know what i mean you see the appetite and you react as a band and hopefully it's for the right reasons. I think the year, the price gouge, the year, (laughs) the year, the VIP meet and greet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you see like some of these bands too, is that like they're getting older, whatever gripes they had with each other, they've kind of fizzled out anyway, but they had kids. They're a little bit older now, so they don't feel like they need to be, you know, constantly present. They can feel like they have a little bit more space to go on these tours, to do like a little more albums. And they feel like the reason that they got into it in the first place was to hang out with their friends and make good music. That feels a little bit more realistic now, like it did back when they were younger. And they're also setting boundaries for themselves. You see bands like Quicksand, who are only doing certain cities, and just that's it. And just so kind of like Walter knows, like, you know, and all those guys like, this is about as much as I can handle, and then I'm I'm backing away. I mean, Grant Walter's going crazy right now because he's got all the rival school stuff and the quicksand stuff. Gotta get to that. He's a busy dude. Tour. Yeah, he's, he's a busy, busy dude. dude. <laughs> but still, like, I think I I read an interview with him. He's just kind of like, I just only wanted to do it if I if I enjoyed it. And I think a lot of the guys kind of have the freedom, a little bit more of the freedom now, and it gives them an excuse to kind of get out there and hang out with their buddies. They're sober, you know, most of them are sober and just now they're just like, this is, this is, it's more fun now as, as it was back when we were starting. Well, the other variable too, is these bands are the biggest they've ever been. There's a supply and demand element too. So like, so Tone, 
say take out say we end this podcast in a year and then 10 years down the road people want us to come back in <laughs> droves like three times <laughs> over i'd be like mm. all right if they want it i'll i'll still enjoy it you know what i mean yeah. it's that whole thing i could certainly see that from a band perspective especially when you've put out uh, maybe a record or two or three that are beloved by your fan base and 15 20 25 years have gone by and maybe you took a 10 year break and didn't do anything but you're like you know what we are older now we're all more mature we don't have to be stuck at home like sean said let's let's do a little run and you know hit eight cities and see what comes of it and we got a lot of that this year and i think we're gonna get more of it going forward which is cool yeah no oh, taproot was another one they're doing that it, it's the the weekend warrior play i was gonna say it's the reserves it's it's weekends you know one weekend a month type thing mm-hmm so yeah, I we put it out on socials in I think we talked about it at the beginning of the Dying Wish episode with Emma, not with her, but with us tone that 2023 is just a special year and it's because of all that. Everyone came out of the woodwork. You have the history of music at your fingertips like you can probably see your favorite band this year if you really tried. What's not to like? For real. Everything's expensive as fuck though. That's what's not to like. <laughs> That is an understatement. I have to really be meticulous over like, okay, do I want to go see this show or that show? Do I want to drive all the way down there? And then like parking, whatever else, maybe let's say in our case, Boston or whatever. Yeah. It, you got to be like, oh, I feel like, oh no, we're at the point where we're, is there's too much. Mm -hmm. There's too much. And now I have to like, there's four shows I want to go to in, in one month. And that's, it's almost like kind of like a nice problem to have, but at the same time, you're just kind of like, like those tickets aren't cheap. No. Well, and for us, I, I, I tweeted this out and threads did and put it everywhere I could think of because it, it hit me the other day. I was like, if I lived in Boston, I would have zero dollars. I'd mm -hmm. be in the red because I would have, there's a show every other night or a show every night and all those bands. And I'm like, why didn't they come to Portland? They, they go to Boston. So I, I'm kind of, it's a double-edged sword. I'm kind of glad that I have to pick and choose some of those bigger ones, but I, I also wish they just came through here too. Well, and you, even though they're in the same city, it, it still takes like 30 minutes to get, so you'd pay for Ubers, you'd pay, it would be so expensive. Certainly, yep. But if you know your favorite band's playing five miles down the road, like you're, you're going to go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean. We had a couple come through our, our backyard, so we, we took advantage of that when we could. All right, let's get into some superlatives, Tone. Tone, you kick us off here. Oh, boy, you want a superlative? Which one do or you anything, want? Or anything, anything. Top, whatever, favorite, whatever, best, whatever. You hit us with it. Well, I have two records on my, uh, my kind of ones to, that I loved from 2023. Uh, best use of a question mark in their album title. We've got both Hot Mulligan's Why Would I Watch and Koyo's Would You Miss It. I think Koyo wins. Because I like the record a little more, but those—that's th my best use of a yeah. uh, a question mark in the album title superlative. <laughs> oh, I'd have to think about that. I mean, Koya was one of my favorite albums of the year, so I would say. And I'm looking at my list of like my top ten, and that's the only one with the question mark. So I'm gonna go with that. Uh, same, because that's the only one. <laughs> Not a lot of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that song that they do with Daryl is probably one of my songs of the year. Uh, Message like a bomb. Yeah. So good. So catchy. What else you got, Tony? You get another uh quick hitter? Let me see here. Yeah, another quick hitter. Oh, I had okay. 
this is it's not 2023 music but i i it hit me and we do this every year we're like oh man if i had known about that record last year it would have been on my top so do you have any bands you guys slept on that you that hit you this year yeah okay go ahead give me one <laughs> i was trying to buy some time no i i've got two i can give them to you right now spite house which we talked to max lejoie a couple of weeks back uh if i had known about that record in 22 it would have been a top five record for me by far i love that record i've been listening to it a ton it fits this time of year as well this like cold mm. you know huddled huddled inside trying to stay warm vibe and this summer i found cliff diver and we i think andy who comments on a lot of our stuff that you know anthony he he messaged about that song or like commented on a post that we did about a song they did and yeah, i listened yeah. to it and liked it but then i found more of it and i was like oh he's right so shout out to him if he's listening that cliff diver from last year is really good i would say for me even though they're not huge but like Nevermind is a band that i slept on they've been around for a few years definitely slept on them spiritual cramp they've been around for a few years mm-hmm. i just checked them out after they did that tour with uh, teenage wrist and i love that new record i would say those two those two come to mind yeah for sure like slept on how about you sean so this is not like a band that a, an artist i've really slept on it's just an album i slept on and it's just because like i always have to kind of find the right time to listen to him but javelin the new sufian stevens album is oh, nice. one that I kind of got, I finally got around to and kind of sat down and listened to once, but it's a heavy record because it's like about, I think it's his partner passing. Mm-hmm. So getting into that, that was one of those just kind of like, because I can get in the car and put on like the new Jews, G, you know, Jesus Peace album and just kind of like go crazy, you know, and then, then I'm good. But like, I need to be right in the headspace for to listen to an album that deals with death. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and his kind of intimacy and all that. So I got in, I got in late, but, but I still value it. So just fantastic album. Nerd homework right there. I'm saving that one. I've listened to one of his albums and it popped when I was part of my uh, college's radio station was the oh. Illinois album. It was like, that, that's a, that's a huge record. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, six, maybe. Yep. That like mid two thousands and, I was the metal director for the radio station, but like the uh, the music director of the station always charted Illinois or whatever the single was, or maybe there wasn't a single, but as our top song for a while. Mm. Nerd memories. Yeah, these he's all he's all over the place. That record's huge, but this one and then his one his last uh, his other full length that is kind of similar to this. Uh, Carrie and Lowell. Was that Carrie and Lowell? Wow. Yeah. So good. Good. Just great. Intimate acoustic indie rock type stuff. You get the idea. Just yeah. Really good. That's, that's where his like, he just hits it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You said something that, that hit me, Sean. So I'm going to throw one more superlative at you guys. Cause I actually wrote next to a couple of my records here. Good driving records. So you said, you know, put on Jesus base, go nuts in the car. There are records that like, vibe in the car better or ones that maybe you go to because you're in the car mm-hmm. for me i had the the city and color record which came out back in march i believe um the love still held me near really good great driving record they just mm-hmm. on the way home at night you know just kind of gets you back to where you need to be yeah and the post malone record from this summer austin 
I really like that in the car because I like to crank the speakers on that one. It just it's, it's a vibe. It shows you how like fleeting everything is. Like, I feel like I remember City in Color coming out with an album, never listened to it. The Post Malone record, I think I stayed up till midnight the night it dropped, never revisited it. And not because I didn't like it, it was just world moves fast. You know, everything moves, moves going on. so yeah. fast. Mm -hmm. I make a, a Google note of like albums that kind of stick with me. And then I, and I got it open right now. Like at the end of the year, I kind of open it up. I'm like, oh yeah, that one too. Ooh. Then it reminds me to go back and listen to it a few more times. Well, like, honestly, I feel like post pandemic years are like dog years. Everything just is like feels so long ago. If something came out in January, to me, that's like <laughs> three years ago. Right? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hit you guys with a question. Best feature of the year? Daryl. Well, actually, Daryl's been on a lot, but when he... Oh, boy, let me bring up that song. So when he jumped on that... Was it Bring Me the, the Horizon? Yes, yes. Yeah. He jumped on that. I was just kind of like, this is, this is chaotic, what this is right here. I thought that was fun. I don't know if it's my favorite, but that one sticks out to me. I'm just kind of like, I was ready to hate that song. But I left kind of going like, this is a blast. That's always fun, especially if you, you didn't have expectations going in, like to the point where there were negative expectations. You're like, nah, that's not going to be for me. And then you're like, ah, shit, they won me over. Yeah, right. I would say also the Hearst Collective album, just continuous, just like uppercut after hook and jab, just like just great features. Like you got My Chemical Romance, you got Shirley Manson from Garbage on there, like and just like such a great album, such a great message. That's just it's just full of great features on there. Twan, can I mm. guess yours? Yeah, I think you probably know. And, and you just we just mentioned the album. Yeah, it's uh, the Koyo. It's the Vinny Vinny Caruana with Koyo Boys, right? Vinny, yeah. So I think it's the track track or two after the. No, it's the track after the Daryl feature. They stay Long Island and uh, on what's left to say. And Tone, I don't, know if, I don't know if you remember. There was a night where we had an interview scheduled. The guest did not show up. I do remember this. So we had a Koyo listening party. We I did. had <laughs> I put the record on the record player right here, and we just listened to the new record. And then when this song came on, I remember just like vibing out. So Vinny comes in near the end, and He's a guy that just ages like fine wine. His voice gets grittier over the years. It's not, it's not a pop punk traditional vocal. He comes in near the end and just crushes it. Like I, I felt compelled to DM him after I listened to it, which I did. But there's like a slight, subtle, I think, reference to mo a movie life song in the lyrics. Mm. He says, you looked up at me and said, hey, hey is a... Uh, movie life song off 40 hour train back to Penn. And I got to mm. believe that's what it is. A call back to that. So you get the long Island connection. You got, it fits. We don't need to get into it, but I fucking love It's my favorite feature. Mm. I had that. It's one of my, the three that I wrote down here. My favorite part about that was hearing about that from Harold and Joey. Yeah. They had just kind of wrapped recording and they talked about having Vinny in this is after we did, we're done. I think it might've been part of the interview. I can't remember, but they, they told us about it and I was like, that's cool. And then to hear it, you know, six months later, I was like, holy shit. Like this is, this is amazing. That's, that's really cool. 
give you mine. The still love. Soft call. Yep. Or soft call feature. Nope. Okay. Yep. Or, or fear call. before. Fear before Marshall Flames. That's true. Few. All three are good. There. I mean, he and Marshall told us this, and we had him on, but uh, tougher to pull off live. But the the um, title track, so, uh, still love with with soft call, is so good. She she nails that. Nails. That's funny, guys. She had goosebumps when she gets. Right that. before we came on, I walked the dog in the freezing cold. The first song I put on was Still Love. When, when she comes on, it's like an out-of-body, yeah. like, I don't know. They nailed it. Yeah. They all nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's Good call. It. That's a great fucking feature. It's the best feature on the No Slight essay, or I think it's David from Fear Before the March of Flames, but that, it turned me into a soft cult fan, me personally. Mm-hmm. I only yeah. knew the name. They're coming to Boston in February, I think. You going down? I don't know. I, <laughs> I know. I you got to pick like a shoe. I got to wait. You're like, oh, there's a lot of Boston shows coming down, and I got to like figure out which one I want to do. So, yeah. But that's up there. All right, Twan. Give us, give us something. I'll hit you guys with another question here. Favorite musical moment of the year? I will tell you mine while you guys think. Musical moment. It's Blink coming back and keeping the legacy alive because there's so many dynamics with that band of members coming and going, mm-hmm. styles changing, egos, personalities, labels, like the fact that they came back and the record didn't suck. And all it didn't suck was great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm happy. Like my inner 1999, 13, 14 year old in me is like, I can sleep at night. These guys pulled it off, and I, and I saw them this year on their reunion tour, and hey, if they faked that they were friends or whatever, they pulled it off great, even still. That's my musical like moment of the year, is Blink is toned. We had a guest like two years ago that lived out in L.A. that was like, Blink is coming back, wait for it. So we kind of knew this was coming, but you don't know in what capacity. You're getting just an off reunion date. You're getting any music. You don't know, and we got all of it. Mm. And I don't know if you're a Blink guy, Sean. I don't know. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I'll jump in. <laughs> I, I, I like, I, I absolutely respect them. I definitely listened to them a lot when I was, uh, you know, in the state and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, they weren't ever something that was constant, on constant rotation for me. But I, assu- I remember when they were doing the tour, especially when they were going to do it with Turnstile. I was like, we gotta go. And then like the tickets yep. were so expensive. Really, insane. I think I know why, Sean. I think you're like three years older than us. I th- I, I literally think that's it. Yeah, I it, think that might not have hit you at the time. But I still had what's the album with the um the bull dude ranch, dude ranch. I had dude ranch, but yeah. same thing. Still, it was just kind of like I like this, but I was never just like it didn't like directly resonate. But yeah. uh, but if someone said like you want to go see Blink, I'll be like, I'll go see Blink. I know those yeah. songs. Yeah. Oh, fun. They, um, the, you're right, Twan. The fact that they were able to pull off the album not sucking, and we talked about it a little bit last a couple weeks ago with Nate when we did the uh, 20 years of, of Untitled, but they were able to, to give us something that wasn't like, oh, geez, this is a bummer. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm bummed this happened because it doesn't sound good. They should have just left it, left it all in the past. So we got that, and maybe they're not done, and we can, we can see them. You know, they're touring again next summer, and, and uh, maybe there's, there's more in the tank there, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. How about you guys? Favorite musical moment? This Ooh. could be 
an event, it could be a theme, it could be anything. Well, I have to remember that this is this year for me, and and the new and and I can speak for the new metal community among our subreddit. Sick new world and its success was huge. Yeah, that was our musical moment. System of a Down and Deftones. System of a Down, Deftones, Incubus, Corn, like, oh, yeah. and then you had all like, this was a this was a festival that got it because not only did they get like, you know. The headliners, but they had POD, they had Cold, they had Orgy. Orgy, I would say, made a comeback because they were playing like the Whiskey A Go Go and maybe a few LA venues here and there. They're maybe like headline with Paramount, Paramount 5000 through the Midwest. And that's about it. But then, like, here comes this, like, when we were young sister festival that deals yep. with industrial and new metal and uh, uh, a little bit of hardcore and they they nail it they're able to pull it off there's a little sound issues it's the first time they've done this you know like let's you know they're ironing out the kinks but everyone i know that went was just like that was that was fucking awesome everyone sounded great everyone looked like they were having fun and then uh, all of a sudden people gave a shit about some of these bands that have been you know not dormant but like kind of just been struggling the net you know the past few years and then all of a sudden they were like oh they're still around now they're still around they're making records now they're making records but they actually sound pretty good right now and all of a sudden like now these tours are coming out that are, are doing pretty well so and they're on the flyer forever like that's yeah, the thing yeah. is like now people it, it's in your face even if you didn't go you you know that it happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah sick new world that was mine I don't know that I have one that's any better than either of those. So Taylor Swift. <laughs> You're right. You got me. I'm a Swifty. <laughs> Closet Swifty, baby. Now, we've talked about Taylor in the past, but she obviously had a huge year. And uh, I'm kind of uh, and not over it, but just like we can we can do something else now. Right, guys? I, think I was, I was talking because my, my wife is, is big into her. And um, I was just kind of saying, like, you know, she she kind of knocks it out of the park this year. So no one would blame her if she kind of just. Take a, took a step back and was like, you know, I'm just gonna hang out with my cat, and she should. And maybe she's on that. I'm gonna write and yeah. just kind of let everyone else take the attention. I did a kick-ass tour, put it out on a movie. You know, I'm good for the rest of my life. She person of the year, time person of, of the year, I think. Relaxed, right? but like she, she yeah. probably has a, a, enough time and, and energy to kind of like hang out with her friends and then to then put out another like a new record instead of like a, a you know a remaster or whatever she's what what is she doing? She's like re-recording them. Yeah, Taylor's version. Yeah, yeah, the Taylor's versions. So, but yeah, a big respect to whatever she's, you know, she's doing. Hard, hard to do a year in review, twenty twenty three without mentioning her, obviously, because the she's the biggest music star, maybe ever. I mean, people people point <laughs> to Michael Jackson, but and the Beatles in the early days, maybe. But I don't know, man. With the way things are fractured, she's probably the biggest music star we've ever, or one of the biggest music stars we've ever had, if not the biggest by herself. Yeah, it's pretty like I think there there's times because like you said, like music's so fractured right now. Like when I when we talk about new metal, we're like, oh, new metal will never be big as it was back in the TRL days, back when I was a kid and 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 you would like, you know, see corn on MTV like every day. Like it's never gonna be like that. And then with this happening, I was just like, hmm, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know anything. There is still room for pop stars and and bringing everyone together. To, to enjoy, you know, this one person. So 
Well, and if TRL happened today, you'd have a new metal band next to Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> That's what would happen in 2023. So it would make sense. Yeah, you would. You have to have the end. And blink. <laughs> so nothing's changed. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing's changed. All these bands still rule. She's a massive pop star. It's mm-hmm. 2023, not 2003, but whatever. It's it's all still happening, and and yeah. that's pretty cool, actually. I, I kind of like that world. It is, yeah. All right, next one. Favorite podcast moment. Can I, can I go? Absolutely. You guys didn't put this in the episode, though, did you? If it's the one that I think of, yes, it's in there. It's in there, it's yeah. In, it is in there, okay, because I did listen to it, and maybe you did. Yeah, okay, I think, yeah. So You just exposed yourself, Sean. You never listened. So I, uh, no, I did. I actually listened to it. Believe it or not, I listened to it on the way back from the Teenage Wrist concert. I was, nice. just, I was like, this is a two hour drive. I'm going to listen to this episode. And it was great. It was a good episode. He's such a, he's such a class act. But when you ask him about the DJ scratches on Sun, on what, what's the song? Sun what? Sunshine? Yeah, I think it's Sunshine. I think it's the, it's the oh, opening track. Sunset. I'm like, yeah, on Sunshine. Yeah. So. And I remember first hearing it, I was just like, wait a second. Like, what is that? Like, is he, that's like, is that DJ scratches or is he like running the pick back and forth on the, on the guitar or like, I don't know. So I was like, it's like, those are DJ scratches. And then when you ask, like, do you have any questions for him? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then when he was just kind of like, I can confirm nor deny. I was, I was like, you want DJ scratches? Yeah. <laughs> he was very coy. It was very coy. And actually, pause right here. I'm going to put that into the episode. It's coming. I think they're scratching on Sunshine. Can you confirm? You know, <laughs> maybe I'm just going to let that one marinate. Ooh, maybe like I'm just okay. going to let that one just like, it's, it maybe could be. Who uh, knows? It's not right. credited. That just made the episode, actually. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to say sorry to Sean. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> And we're back. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> that was really he was very coy, and it was awesome that he uh, he, he essentially confirmed, right? It's got to be that. Yeah, I'll take it. It was there was the answer. It was it was the answer I needed. If he was just kind of like no, and then he gave me an explanation, then I'd be like, oh, well, now I have an answer. But from the from him just coming like um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just like aha, it was. Yep, that was awesome. He was great. That conversation was was great. That question was great. And the way he answered it was great. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's not my favorite, but I can understand how it would be someone's. I have a personal connection to it. Well, I, I, I definitely understand why it's Sean's favorite. It was his question and it was answered and in a cool way. And totally. Yeah, you just heard it. So it's yeah. Marshall's great. Go back and listen to that episode because it was badass. All right. Uh, I have a bunch. I don't know that I can name just one. The one that initially came to mind goes back to our episode with Brian McTernan uh, surrounding the artist in the ambulance, Thrice's record, early, early, early 2023. I asked if the guitar in the song, the title track, the artist in the ambulance, was meant to sound like a siren. I know where this is going. And he told me yes, and I was like, holy shit, I've been thinking about this for 20 (laughs) years, and I got the answer, and I was right. This is so cool. You know what's funny, Tone? I never thought of that, and I was equally as a jazzed and excited about it. I was like, holy shit, that fastball blew right by me. It's the reason you come to Patio Slave for the nerdery that you, we, we've uncovered 
whether it be 20 years old or last year or a- an hour ago, we're, we're always digging for something like that. And I remember hearing it. I mean, I've listened to that song a thousand times in a row in the past. Like, it's just one of my favorite songs they've ever done. And I'm like, that. this sounds like it's supposed to be like siren sounding. And to have it confirmed by Brian, I was like, this is my, my, my world is made. The podcast, I don't even know if we need to do it anymore. We can, be st- we can stop here. <laughs> This is this is what I was looking for. And he he answered it very direct like yes. Like and I think he's smart too. Like the the part in between the verses and the and the um the choruses, Tepe's guitar sounds like a siren. Is that on purpose? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, good pull, Tone. Good pull. It was a nerd sees sees nerd moment, yeah, as they say. As we love to, to do on this podcast. As only us say. You go back and listen to that now. That's a again segue king here. Tone, my favorite music, uh, um, favorite podcast moment is just the theme of connecting with Brian this year. Yeah, if you're not familiar with Brian McTernan, go Google Brian McTernan producer credits. If you listen to us, it's a who's who of every band we love. He's produced everyone, and then the flame with him kind of like reignited when he started Be Well. The Weight and the Cost album a few years, what it was, two or three years ago, like really hit me. It came out on Rev, it had Brian, like it, it checked every box. And then that was like kind of the spark to be like, well, let's connect with him. Let's chat with him. Like he's got an interesting story, if you know it. And we had him on twice, right? We had him on episode 147. He did the thrice episode. Yep. Then we had him later in the year with, with Vinny. Vinny doing 20 years of um, the movie life's 40 hour train back to Penn. And he's, for him to be as cool as he was, as excited to talk, like he's a cool dude. Go listen to those episodes. Go stream all of his albums. Go check out Be Well. Like to me, the Brian McTernan connection, and we got to have him on again. <laughs> oh, we definitely have to have him back. He's uh, for no reason other than he is amazing to talk to about music. Like he doesn't pull any punches. He tells you what he thinks. He's very good at He's got a great ear. The dude is awesome. I, I can't wait to talk to him again because it's been a blast both times we've done it. Yeah, that was he, it was the it was the first one that came to my mind when we kind of picked this superlative. This is not to slight any of the other amazing things we've we've had on yeah. the pod this year, like <laughs> just so many cool things have happened this year. So uh, those are just two ones that, that, that popped up. Three ones that popped up. What do you got, Tone? What else you got here? Man. Um, so in listening to our the episode we did after that episode with Brian, we talked a little bit about like what we thought was going to happen this year. And Antoine, you kind of nailed it. You said it's going to be the year of Long Island and we got a crime and stereo record. We got a Koyo record. Pain of Truth album. Yep. Incendiary. Like we Incendiary, yeah. so many, so many cool things happening the from sleeping. that part of the world. The sleeping the came s- back and we had Douglas on. Yeah, man just kind of loaded from Long Island. And we're not, at some point when we retire, we're going to buy a camp on Long Island, Maine <laughs> and become the Long Island podcast for real. But right now we're not, we're just adjacent to it. And we, we love that kind of scene. We've, we've talked to a bunch of people from it, but yeah, that, that's been a, a really cool thing. And you, you kind of knocked that, that prediction out of the park, Twan. I got to give you credit. The stars align, man. And then you throw in Daryl's features. You throw in the movie life played some, uh, 20 year 40 hour train episodes uh frank zumo originally from long island some 41 comeback album like it was taking back sunday seven years between records jesus taking back sunday wow yeah it was 
Long Island, you know, dense population, it makes sense, but something in that water. Something in that Long Island water. I wouldn't drink it, but I would put something in it. <laughs> I flew over <laughs> it the other day. Uh, that was enough for me, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, let's dig into the records and the EPs that we loved this year. I'm going to lead off with our guest, Sean. What do you got, man? Give us, give us what you loved. So... Here goes. It's I'm just gonna power right through them, and then I'll just kind of give a little like blurb on some of the ones that just really stood out. So, Spotlights, Alchemy for the Dead, Jesus Peace, So Unknown, MS Paint, Post American, Teenage Wrists, Still Love, The Armed, Perfect Saviors. For hip hop, I'll go Group Therapy. I was mature for my age, but I was still a child. Uh, Curse the Knife. There's a place I can rest. Hers Collective. We're still here. Narrowhead, Moments of Clarity, George Clanton, Ooh, Rap, Aya. So that's there. Uh, <laughs> Incendiary, Change the Way You Think About Pain, The Album Leaf, Future Falling, Jake Mann, Out of Mind a While, The St. Pierre Snake Invasion, Galore, and Apache Swing Stars for albums. And then, of course, like right now, I'm just listening to Rat Wars by Health, and I fucking love that band so much. The big standouts for me, Spotlights, Alchemy for the Dead. They've opened for Quicksand and Deftones and all those guys. And they are like, now combine sludge metal with like hum types, failure type rock music. And you have Spotlights. Wow, such a huge band. Uh, yeah, saw them open for Glass Joy in San Francisco. And then this album they put out was just, they just, they, they nailed their sound. This is them. This is Spotlights. This is how you're going to get them. Highly recommended. The MS Paint record, post-American, is just genreless. I You can't even nail them down. They're the... <laughs> me and Holiday kind of joke that they're a little bit like a like a, like a a new metal band because back in the day, new metal bands were bands. You just couldn't... You couldn't nail down what their genre was because the genre hadn't existed. But you could have them open for Anthrax, but at the same time, you could have them open for a punk band or a hardcore band or whatever. You could fit them everywhere. MS Paint is a band you can just fit anywhere. And people are going to be like, what is this? This is awesome. Even aesthetics and optics of the band totally. too. Yep. Yeah. Like visual, like artwork, how they present huh? themselves on stage. I couldn't name one MS Paint song, but I know like they're, I know about them because of people like you that praise them so much. So maybe I should do some nerd homework and, I listened to it. Somebody in the comments was like, check this out. And I did. And I liked it. And I didn't come back to it. I should have had the Google note going that you do, Sean, because I, sh I, I should have come back to it because I remember being like, this is cool. I should listen to this again. And it just with so much going on, it, did, it didn't happen. But now having it come back into, you know, the, the world, it's going to it's definitely going to get another spin. It's a, it's it's a, it's pretty impressive what they pulled off. I just you just don't know what's happening with that record. And the name is Ballsy. The name like is MSP. <laughs> I kind of love it, actually. It's it fits is, in a is, band name, real or fake, for sure. <laughs> is Bill Gates gonna come for their ass? Maybe. I mean, I don't know how much money they're gonna get. I don't know if you've seen any of their like, eight five six videos, but there's some there there's some pretty scraggly guys. Yeah, exactly. Bill, Bill's got bigger fish to fry, and yeah. he's he's just gonna let them just do what they want to do. George Clanton, ooh, rap Aya is like there's a certain genre of 90s music that has not been tapped into yet and george clanton nails that kind of like trip hop poppy chemical brothers type of like 
Oasis style music that I was like, wait a second. I feel like I know this music and no one's been able to nail this aesthetic ever except this guy. How is he able to pull this off? And it fits if you were to put like it between a teenage wrist song and maybe like another like almost like 90s ish kind of shoegaze thing. It would it's not those, but it fits in there. Very highly recommended for something where you're just kind of like, whoa, like I'm I'm hearing a lot of influences in this right now. And it it just oozes 90s, but still maintains it kind of like it not trying to like become a time machine, but actually like, you know, the type of music you, you know, you can resonate with at this time period. I don't know how else to describe it, but no, that that I'm intrigued. That's that's nerd homework number two right there. Yeah. And so are you saying, you're not saying George Clinton. No. Clant. You're, you're saying George Clant. Yeah, Clant. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I've seen that, but if I'm listening, I'm, I'm thinking George Clinton. Sure. The funk, uh, not, not the funk guy. Yeah. <laughs> Con- context is key. It's Clanton. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. So, and then, um, and then one last one, I would say the, the St. Pierre snake invasion. Imagine if... Death from above, nineteen seventy nine. When and uh, added a few more members, and then just went full hardcore. Wow! So just noisy as fuck. It's just crazy, and it's great. I think they're from the UK, and wow, yeah. I didn't put nice. spiritual cramp on there. Spiritual cramp, put that one up. That's kind of fresh for me right now. But that one is like a go to driving record. I I listened to it on the plane. I'm with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I traveled last week and, and Anthony mentioned it and I was like, all right, in the text with us. And I was like, all right, I got to, I got to put that. And that's more, more uh, homework right there. I'm, I'm tossing that on the, the flight. I like, yeah, like a bike, like a yeah. putting on. And then, well, cause all I need is someone going like, one, two, three, set, go. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I, I need that. Like, that's like, you know, workout music. Well, it's funny when I got into them, it was like, I'd, I heard some songs come up on Spotify, but when I got into the album was when I was, on the bus home from coming home from New York. So mm-hmm. maybe it was meant to be driving music. Yeah. Okay. You guys turn. All right. I mentioned Koyo and hot Mulligan already. Uh, those, those two records are awesome. Uh, the teenage wrist record. We all love Spanish love songs. No joy. I listened to it again today. First time in a little while. And it still hits that, that record's awesome. The gaslight anthem new record history books. Really good. Really, really good. Uh, another good driving record. Another uh, record to listen to late at night. I mentioned city in color. The Ask Friends Russ record, we had Damien back on to talk about them getting back together and going on tour with uh, Calling Hours, who we've had Popeye too. Uh, th- those records are great. The new Blink record's good. The Sleeping, I, I got into that a lot, and I was kind of surprised I did, not because I it's not for me, it's right up my alley, but I just didn't know about them until we had Doug on, and that record's really good. The Menzingers record that came out this year is awesome. Uh, Taking Back Sunday record was awesome, and Queens of the Stone Age, as far as full lengths go. And then... EPs, uh, obviously our boys in Troll put out one that's got Nate prominently involved right at the front, which is cool. And then the Nevermind right. Burn, <laughs> Burning Halos. Uh, love the Nevermind boys. Was super stoked that we found them and had them on. And I can't stop listening to them. Like they, It's been the constant band for me all year has been Nevermind. I've listened to them so much. Listening to them tonight in prep for this again. I can't get enough of it. Two-Tone Marionette, probably song of the year. Can't can't beat it, man. They're my favorite. They're the band that I wish I knew knew about in 2020 when they put the first one out. And I'm glad that we finally found them. I'm glad that 
more people need to know about this band. They are fucking awesome. What's the AP called? Burning Halos. And for anyone that doesn't know the band, they spell it NVM. NVM, yep. And three, two full links and the EP, and all three are great, and they're all different. And if you want to hear about how it all happened, we had them on back earlier this year. So <laughs> Pause this episode. Go listen to that. It's probably an hour. Come back to this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and those guys are they're just, they're just awesome. Because we're going we're gonna to talk about them more in a, in a few minutes here. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I think they were both our number one artists, right? I'm going to throw in my EPs real quick because I just I spaced on them too. Local guys, I'm going to go throw some local guys out there. The Gum Scab demo nice. is amazing. Nice. The Misery Whip, I think that they come out this year. Very much art, hardcore, fantastic. The new Infernal Diatribe sounds like... Oh, I'm spacing on their name. Um, arf Arf. Knocked Loose. Knocked Loose. Knocked Loose, yeah, sorry. It's like our version of this, like, Knocked Loose, kind of like rawness. Like, they, 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 they killed it. The Scowl psychic dance routine was just, like, a perfect blend of, like, hardcore and 90s, like, you know, uh, L7 type stuff. You guys should check out Holy Figures, New Superstitions, good alt-rockish kind of type stuff. Um, sounds like Teenage Wrist. Narrow hits, and then Super Bloom, Life's a Blur. I suggested this to Anthony, I think, a few months back, and I was like, "These guys kick fucking ass." It's a. It seems like it's gonna be a long record, but it's actually pretty much a EP. It's only like twenty minutes long, but that like that Super Bloom EP is amazing. I love that name. I can't remember if I listened to them. I'm sure I listened to them. Like that's that's one thing. If someone recommends new music, and it's some if it's like a trusted source, a reliable source, exactly. like I'll check them out. It needs to be a reliable source. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, like I said, everything moves fast, so fast. Like, th- there's a chance I probably loved that and never came back to it because I couldn't tell you what they sound like. They sound like I would say it's if Stone Temple Pilots did not right, did not go popular grunge rock stuff and they went the other direction and got Ooh. dirty and nasty and like. That that's what that's what Super Bloom sounds like. All right, I'm in. I'm in too. All right, you got you got me. Trusted source. It's funny, like <laughs> if you say '90s around tone, and I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> post, 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 what? Post. Yeah. You know. So there's a lot of familiar names between you guys, and then there's some also some, as we say, nerd homework. Uh, for me, quick hitters here. The As Friends Rust Any Joy record was fantastic. Koyos, would you miss it? Crime and Stereo's House and Trance, With Honor's Boundless, Incendiary Changes the Way You Think About Pain, Teenage Wrist Still Love, Nevermind Burning Halos, Calling Hours Say Less, Fireworks, Higher Lonely Power, Pain of Truth Not Through Blood, and Gaslight Anthem. Was it History Books? Yep. Those were the standouts for me. And, and, and the thing is, is if I had a little more time, I'm sure I'd dig out a few more that I loved. But as far as like, true standouts the crime mysterio record could be i mean it's my favorite band of all time probably first record in what 13 years it's everything i wanted like i was hesitant to like slot it in their like you know in their canon but it's up there and it's everything like 40 year old me would want from them and i actually listened to them on another podcast there's a record out there that they scrapped that they they scrapped the whole record then they wrote this so they were super selective and it shows 
so that's stand out for me as friends rust first full length in 22 years same theme everything that i would want out of like someone my age or above like to put out a record there's no skips on that thing i'm glad it's in a crazy way like i'm glad these bands waited like if this is if i had to like not to say that if they released an album five years ago it wouldn't have been the same or a dud but like i'm glad that we skipped that potential of a dud to like you know impact the legacy that they waited to release something really money mm-hmm. and then with honors boundless same theme first album in 17 years that album sounds like it was written during like the heart means everything and this is our revenge writing sessions like mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i'm in and the fact that it was maybe some of the, some of those ideas were from that but the fact that it didn't come out till now just a time capsule man it, it was the year of the comeback, and those three fit it. And having Todd on, too. Todd was awesome. And that's actually, that's a great theme. I mean, out of every band we just listed, we've had As Friends Rust, Koyo, With Honor, Incendiary, Teenage Wrist, Nevermind, Calling Hours, and Gaslight Anthem. I don't like those because we had them on. I like that we like them. We had them and, on. And then we, we have them, them on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and the reality. I feel like that probably strengthens the love for the records because now you're starting to look under the hood and you're just kind of like, like now I have a greater appreciation for all the, maybe the hard work that they put into it. Absolutely. hundred percent. It brings the, some of the, you know, whether it be the process or the circumstances or any of those things to light and gives us a deeper understanding of what it's like to, you know, be Marshall from Teenage Rest or be, Popeye from Calling Hours, and or Damien telling us about getting back together to put a record out for the first time in 22 years. That's it's so cool that we get to do that, but it's also cool that we liked those bands before and were able to talk to those people. Like it wasn't just a oh, this was pitched to you, maybe you should do it. No, no, we we had a had a history before. And you know what it also does? It shows the value of the podcast, baby. Yeah, yep. <laughs> come, come on the pod. That, that's hey, that's our yeah, pitch. Absolutely. Come on. Chat with us. Chat, chat records. Chat legacy. Let's go. Let's talk about favorite shows. Ooh. This was this is a super hard decision because I saw a lot of amazing shows. So I'm going to give you kind of like my best show, then my mo- most surprising moment, which uh, my favorite show is probably the Mastodon Gujira show. Oh, one I didn't go to. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm All sorry, right. guys. <laughs> but I was so impressed by Gorgiro's professional ability and tightness and the amount of fun that they were having on stage, I just had a blast the whole time, and I wish they just could have kept them playing. Mastodon was great, and Lorna Shore, fantastic, very tight, but like, but Kojira, they put on such a great show. And then surprise of the year, there was a little gr- a Tennessee grindcore band called Knoll that opened for Nomas at Geno's, and I was blown away. The guy with nice. a, no shirt on, like stepped out with like no shoes and just kind of like full of f- uh, full of hell kind of vibe. But just I, I, if you can only imagine more demonic and everybody in the room was just silent. They're like, this is <laughs> this is something else. So <laughs> not for everybody, but amazing, amazing show. I love Dang. Geno's, man. I fucking love Geno's. Yeah, Geno's is a cool spot. The thing about Geno's is no one's opening a Geno's new. So it's just like legacy that has to be preserved. So mm-hmm. if you have a gritty 
club in your town, go to shows, support it, because you never know. Even if it changes hands, it might not be the same. No, that's a good point. Personality of Geno's and just the vibe of it all together. You're like, I am, I'm home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it feels like home. Absolutely. And that's Geno's Portland, Maine. Shout out. Yes. Portland, Maine. Yeah. We haven't mentioned where we're from yet. <laughs> Tell them, what do you got for shows? We saw a lot of really good shows this year, but I think my favorite show this year was the Queens of the Sun Age show at the Civic Center or uh, Cross Insurance Arena, I think. That was so good. Amazing. And, and Sean, it kind of ties into you. You photographed that show and they tweeted out and used uh, and put on Instagram one of your, your shots that was amazing. Yes, I, I was very fortunate to have that happen. I don't know who their, their PR, but they must have saw that I saw I did that. And uh, I think Cross, like, because I shoot for Cross, they share that image and then they just put that out there. And so cool. That's a, that's a nice little validation from them. Plus, like, the opening acts, like, The Armed yeah. was amazing. Fanagram killed it. Like, great, great lineup. This is a good show. I agree. I think we were talking to Nate about it because Nate was there too. He was home in Maine that week. He was like, they make this venue, it's an 8,000 seat venue, mm. feel like a 1,000 person club. Mm-hmm. It, it, totally. it felt like that the whole night. We get down onto the floor, Tuan. Uh, they played In the Fade, which is my favorite Queens of the Stone Age song, <laughs> Bar None. I could not have been happier. It was a great mix of old and new from In Times New Roman. Amazing show. My favorite show of the year. And that's saying something because we saw some badass shows this year. That was good. We were all at that one. I think we were all at a few shows. That was one of that was my first time ever seeing them. And yeah, we did talk about that. They, they have this weird ability to like feel like a club show. Mm-hmm. Not many bands can do that. And, and no. here's the thing, not to tangent on that, but like, I feel like you need to have come up in an organic way and have played clubs to be able to do that. Yeah, you know? I think it's like talking the way <laughs> think about if you guys remember how Josh was talking to the audience that night, he's like, mm-hmm. just like, I'm just here to fucking like hang out and love everybody. And everyone just kind of like, well, chill. I, he it was, was like, I was like, everyone's this just place like yeah. he was like, this place, like you could tell it was, it was sincere and genuine. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. That, that you, you totally felt that, that he was actually being sincere, mm-hmm. that he was gracious for uh, how, the, and it was a great audience. Yeah. Just like how, yep. how taking Good turnout. Yeah. Yep. Really great. Shout out my, uh, my cousin-in-law for getting us on the floor. Well, it's funny, Sean. We saw you photographing, and I, th- I approached you and pretended I was upset about... You, um, you scared the you, shit out of me. You photographing <laughs> in our uh, line of sight. Uh-huh. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, exactly. And you don't know that every once in a while as a photographer, you're kind of like uh, on edge a little bit because you never know when a security guy who doesn't know like that you're the you're the house photographer is going to come up and be like hey three songs or like hey you're not allowed to do that you know or he's going to like grab you by the like the the back of the the shirt and just try to drag you out the back so so when you like tap me and you're like you stop taking pictures i was like oh fuck like not again i whip around and it's you and i'm like i think i probably look a little like you thought i was a drunk idiot which i might have been But it was great. I was very relieved that it was just you. All right, I'm going to hit you the last three, and then we can mic drop right out of here. I got three. I'll be quick hits. Bane's comeback show in Boston at Roadrunner with Sick to Your Guns, Suicide File. We missed Killing Time, but those first three bands were enough for me. Tone and I went down on a rainy Saturday, I think it was. 
That was great. Uh, silent majority reunion in Brooklyn at the Brooklyn Monarch. Koyo opened. First time seeing them was so money. And then the last one is recently in um, Brooklyn in November was As Friends Rust and Calling Hours at St. Vitus. So it kind of fits this theme. Those are all comebacks. Bane, Silent Majority, and As Friends Rust. Like the last time they played was probably years ago. And I caught them all. I apologize to my wife for going out of state for all those three, but it was money. I couldn't miss it. As they say, would you miss it? <laughs> the last uh, prediction that you, I meant to say that you didn't, I, I didn't bring up yet from a, a year ago now, you said, what's next, Silent Majority? And then you went to go see them in, in New York. Wow. So, yeah, you called it, man. You definitely were on one on that episode. Man. So good, good job, Tuan. Hey, can you will any other bands to get back together right now? Because that'd be awesome. Hey, I, we mentioned Oasis. I, I'm not saying I'm the, the biggest like, Oasis fan on the planet, but what they put out is money. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it would be sincere or genuine or just a money grab, but hey, we said Silverchair. Let's get a Silverchair. Silverchair would be the one. That'd Silverchair. be fucking sick. Let, let's get them back. Who else? Let's get uh, Have Heart. That's the one. Ooh. Have Heart. Ooh, there's some stirring online about that. We've been told it's not happening, but <laughs> I, I beg to differ. The internet doesn't lie. You know, People seems pay attention. You are right now. Yeah. Let's get half our and and let's get uh, the hope conspiracy like playing shows again. Yeah, that you know that's gonna happen. Last time I saw them, and actually the show was on Return to the Pit recently, was at Club Lido. It was uh, Converge, Some Girls, which is West from American Nightmare, and then um, Hope HopeCon. So it's been a minute. Let's get them back, baby. Get them back. Get them all back. We want all the nerdery and uh, to to twenty foot twenty four and beyond. Like let's let's have it all. Real quick, do you guys have any anticipated 2024 releases or anything? <sighs> Off the Here's top the of thing, my Sean, head. I'm so living in the present, I can't think ahead. <laughs> I can't. Hmm. This is a January episode, Sean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I, uh, Manchester Orchestra is one of my favorite bands. I, I was hoping for something this year. They've done a little bit of stuff, but I think next year is probably the year for them. Mm. I'm hoping for a new Dredge record. Ooh, Dredge is my my favorite band of all time. I'm looking for 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 new Dredge music. Is that rumbling or is that? It is rumbling. Yes. Oh, right on. Yep. I would, without thinking about it, I would say the two bands that come out of every time I die: Many Eyes and Better Lovers. Better Lovers, my guess, will probably put out a full length, and then Many Eyes will put out an EP or something. Yeah. Maybe Thursday. Ooh. Thursday would be cool. That'd be nice. Yeah. I feel like Jeff's still got a lot to say. Maybe Quicksand? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's a, there's a few bands out there that we definitely would like to see. They're doing stuff. They're together. They're touring or whatever. Uh, let's, let's see something new. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm in. Hey, guys, this has been fun. You, you've given me some homework. You've validated some of my selections, which is great. It's always good. Yeah, we'd love the validation. To, to not be on an island. But, yeah, this was fun. Sean, I'm glad you joined us for this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, we, we uh, appreciate having you on. We'll have you on in 2024, I'm sure. And uh, I think we said it wasn't going to be an hour and 45, but I bet we're pretty <laughs> fucking close. So who knows? <laughs> appreciate you hanging in and listening to the whole episode. Thanks, uh, Potheads, and uh, more to come in 24. See ya. 
Thank you for listening to Patio Slave. We are at Patio Slave on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of the places that you can find us on social media. Facebook, Patio Slave Podcast. YouTube, Patio Slave Podcast there. Email us at patioslavepodcast at gmail.com. And hey, if you want to become a supporter, click on the link at the bottom of the episode and give us a dollar, give us five bucks. It keeps the lights on, keeps us going. We really appreciate that stuff. Thank you.